Amen. Alrighty, so like I said, this week is Pentecost Sunday we celebrate and I want to preach about you shall receive, you shall receive. And this is what Jesus said before he went away. He said to the disciples, because they were like, they didn't want him to leave. You know, when you really love someone and you want to be around them, you don't want them to leave. But he was kept saying to them, I'm going, I'm leaving. And it wasn't in a very good way that he was leaving, you know, via the cross. But still, he said these things before he left. He said, you shall receive the Holy Spirit. You shall receive the Helper. And he gave an indication of the Holy Spirit, like he's going to help you the way that I've helped you. He's actually called the promise of the Father. He's called the Spirit of Truth. He's going to lead you into the truth. He's not going to trick you. He's not going to deceive you. He's going to lead you in the right way. He's going to help you in every way possible. You know, the word spirit is mentioned over 650 times in the Bible, so it's pretty important. Okay, so the Holy Spirit is God. Jesus is God. The Father is God. He is triune God, three in one. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. That's who God is. Just like us, we are three-part beings. We are spirit, soul, and body, but one person. That's who God is. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. One person, one God. And so Jesus said, when I go away, the Holy Spirit is going to come. He's the promise from the Father. When I go back, you will know when I'm back with my Father because the Holy Spirit's going to come. And of course he did. 50 days after Jesus was resurrected. Kenti means 50, okay? 50 days later, the Holy Spirit came, just like Jesus said. So God keeps his promises. When the Holy Spirit came, that was showing God keeps his promises. You know, if he's promised you something, he's going to do it in his timing, in his way, okay? So when the Holy Spirit came, there was instruction by Jesus. It says, being, I read this last week. Being assembled together with them, Jesus commanded them, so it was a command, not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, you have heard from me. In other words, I haven't lied to you yet, so I'm not lying to you now. This is going to happen. God has promised the Holy Spirit will come and be the helper to you. You know, in the book of Acts chapter 10, it says that Jesus was anointed by the Holy Spirit. So if Jesus needed the power of the Holy Spirit, then the disciples and all of us absolutely need his power so he said wait until the holy spirit comes and he also said this you shall receive power because at that time they were probably feeling powerless jesus is going away what's going to happen now he said you will receive power when the holy spirit has come upon you in other words, you won't feel weak. You'll have the strength of God. You'll have the help of God. You'll have the presence and the power of God. To do what? To be witnesses to me in Jerusalem, in all Judea and Samaria, and to the end of the earth. In other words, here, there, there, and way, way over there. Wherever you are, you will have the power of God 
to enable you to bless others the way that you've been blessed, to share the gospel, the good news, okay? And so this is what he said. And so they waited. They waited for the Holy Spirit to come. And of course the Holy Spirit came. And this is how it happened on, the, on the, the day of Pentecost. It says they were all there, the, the 120, 120 of all the multitudes, 120. It says, suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. So they've been waiting. He said, wait. You know, the wait was about 10 days. So by this time, they were probably pretty chilled out or probably freaked out. Who knows? It's been 10 days. Wow, that's quite a long time. When, when's this all going to happen? So they were sitting down. Some of them were probably relaxed. Others were maybe a little perplexed, but they were waiting. Okay, they were sitting there and suddenly this sound, whatever, sound from heaven, like a mighty rushing wind. Have you ever been in a tornado or a typhoon? Or It's pretty scary. I've been in one when I was school teaching up north. It was scary, man. And uh, I hid in the bathtub under a table. It was scary. It was a rushing mighty wind, but that one didn't come from heaven. It just came from on the earth, but this was pretty wild too. It filled the house. It wasn't just outside the house, and it didn't destroy the house. Amazingly, the sound came from heaven like a wind, and it actually filled. It was inside the house. Okay? Imagine that inside your house. It would be a big mess. Okay? And it says, then... There appeared to them divided tongues as of fire, and one sat upon each of them. So then there's this rushing wind, but the wind is not putting out this fire. It looks like fire on their heads. This is a crazy kind of scene, but this is the word of God. It's like fire on their heads. So they hear something. Now they're seeing something, and then they're experiencing something. Then they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. So the wind comes, the sound, then they see, wow, it's like fire on you. Vicky, wow, there's fire on you. Whoa, I'm getting filled with the Holy Spirit here. I'm speaking in a tongue fluently, a language I never learned. Wow. It's a pretty dramatic event. That's the birthing of the New Testament church. It was dramatic. It was full of power. It was an amazing experience that God sent. And it proved, the Holy Spirit coming, proved what Jesus said. He was seated at the right hand of the Father. He did ask for the Holy Spirit to come. The Holy Spirit has come in a dramatic way. Not some hidden little thing, but something very dramatic. And they experienced it. But not only them, there was others who experienced this. This was happening inside the house, but it was so dramatic, the influence was going out. It says, And there were dwelling in Jerusalem Jews, devout men from every nation under heaven. 
So there's people there who speak all these different languages. Imagine if we had people from many more different countries here that would all have a native language. It said, when this sound occurred, the multitude came together and were confused. Did they hear the sound from heaven? Maybe, maybe not. But they certainly heard the voices. The multitude came together and were confused because everyone heard them speak in his own language. So there's 120 people in that room. So there was at least 120 different languages being spoken. Unlearned languages. These, these were Jews from this particular, they were locals. It would be like if you went into a church where everyone was Australian and suddenly they started getting filled with the Holy Spirit and beginning speaking Mandarin and Hokkien and you know Swahili and all these different languages. It's like, wow, how did that happen? They don't know the language. What's happening here? So it says they were all amazed and marveled. And they said to one another, look, are not all these who speak Galileans? Like, they're all locals. They're from this region. How can they possibly speak another language? How is it that we hear each in our own language in which we were born? In other words, we learned this language. We've spoken it for many years. We are fluent in it. We've spoken it all our lives. And yet, here they are. They can't possibly know it, and yet suddenly, <laughs> suddenly they're speaking my language. That would be amazing, wouldn't it? That would be amazing. If you went to another country, and then somebody said something to you, like, I don't know that language, and then suddenly you open your mouth, and you begin speaking their language, and they understood it. It's miraculous, absolutely miraculous. This is the power, the beginning of the power they heard, they saw, and they spoke when the power of God came into that place. And then Peter, remember Peter who denied Jesus? Peter, is how, he's suddenly being filled with the Holy Spirit. He's not a renouncer anymore. He is an announcer. Before he denied, he even knew Jesus. Now, he it says he stands up with the eleven. He raised his voice and he said to the multitude who were there, Men of Judea and all who dwell in Jerusalem, let this be known to you and heed my words. This is a powerful statement because before he was trying to hide out and deny. He denied Jesus three times, remember. Now... When the Holy Spirit comes and the power of the Holy Spirit, he's received that power. He's suddenly able to stand with courage and boldness and speak loudly and say, listen to me. Before, he was like, don't look at me. I don't know who he is. Now he's saying, hey guys, listen to me. That's the power of the Holy Spirit. You know, before you, before you come to the Lord, you might be a very fearful person, you might be an introvert, you might be quite shy, 
Um, I haven't told all my testimony to all of you, but one little part of my testimony is this. Before I became a Christian, I used to believe that I was invisible. That was my coping mechanism. If somebody was staring at me or pointing me out or something, this lie inside me would say, it's okay, they can't see you. I used to actually, that was my coping mechanism before I knew Jesus. And then of course, when I came to know the Lord, I had to deal with that. And I remember being in church, I'd been saved maybe a month or so. And the pastor called out the new believers and said, come out the front and share something. And I came out and I couldn't say anything. I was, I was too scared to say anything. And I felt this horrible, horrible feeling. And then this voice said, it's okay, they can't see you. And then the Lord spoke to me very clearly. He said, stop it. Stop that. They can see you. Stop it. I was like, whoa. And I just knew that I just had to. He wasn't mean to me. He was just firm with me. And I just made a decision at that time that, you know what? <laughs> Everyone can see me and I've got to deal with it. And I have. And the Lord just helped me. He's the helper. From that moment, he helped me. And hello, here I am standing <laughs> in front of crowds. I've stood in front of thousands, big crowds, and spoken without any fear because, you know what? I love God more than I'm afraid of people. And you know what, if you're the same and you're afraid to speak to people, don't be afraid because when you open your mouth, the Bible says, if you open your mouth, I will fill it, says the Lord. God will give you the words to speak. Don't think, oh, I've got nothing to say. You know what, he will give you the words to say as you open your mouth. He will give you wisdom. He will give you insight. He will give you words of knowledge about people. You'll be able to say things. The Holy Spirit will show you things about people that only God and they know. And that's how they know that God is at work on their behalf. And that's how they open up to him. Okay. So he's basically saying to them, this Jesus God has raised up. In other words, you put him on the cross, <laughs> but God has raised him up. Of which we are all witnesses, like we saw the resurrected Christ. Therefore being exalted to the right hand of God and having received from the Father the promise of the Holy Spirit, he poured out this which you now see and hear. So he's basically saying the Holy Spirit has come and what you are seeing is proof that the Jesus that you came against, the Jesus that you said hang on the cross, he's risen from the dead. He's gone back to the Father. And what you are experiencing is the power of God, the risen Christ has sent the Holy Spirit. He poured out this power, and you are now seeing it. Now, when they heard this, they were cut to the heart. They were cut to the heart, like, whoa, we really messed up. And they said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, men and brethren, what should we do? Like, what can we do? Cut to the heart. That means they were repentant. They were sorry for what they'd done. 
They wanted to turn from their ways, turn to God. Like, what do we do? How can we get saved? What can we do? And this is what he said. Peter said to them, repent. In other words, turn. Repent. Repent. And let every one of you be baptised in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission, the washing away, the removal of sins. And you, this will qualify you. When you repent, you're washed clean of your sins, you qualify for that gift. You will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is called a promise, power, the gift of God. For the promise is to you and your children, to all who are far off, as many as the Lord our God will call. Of course, God calls everyone, but not everyone will respond. These guys are responding. These are responding, and he's saying, this is what you do. Turn to the Lord. You receive the forgiveness. You receive the remission, the washing away of your sins. And the gift of the Holy Spirit is yours. What a blessing. What an awesome blessing. That's all they had to do. You say, wow, that's easy. But you ask someone to repent, it can be the hardest thing that they need to do. And it says, and with many other words, he testified and exhorted them. So he didn't just say a few things. He spoke at length. The Holy Spirit gave him all the words to speak. And then he said this, be saved from this perverse generation. Be saved from this wicked, crooked world. That's what he's basically saying. Be saved. Then those who gladly received, they gladly received his word and they were baptised. And that day about 3,000 souls were added to them. And that's 3,000 men. It doesn't include the women and children, okay? 3,000 that day. That's the power of the Holy Spirit. When you try and do things in your own strength, sometimes it amounts to nothing or it's very small. But when God is involved and the power of the Holy Spirit is at work, increase comes. Significant things happen. Amen? Later on, this, this, was a, this was a dramatic beginning to the church. It was showing the injection of the power of the Holy Spirit into the lives of the, the apostles here, the disciples, the followers of Jesus. After this, if you read the book of Acts, the infilling of the Holy Spirit, the baptism of the Holy Spirit came mainly when they laid hands. And tonight I'm going to lay hands on people who want to receive the Holy Spirit. Acts chapter 8 verse 14 says, When the apostles at Jerusalem heard that Samaria had received the word of God, so Philip the evangelist went down to Samaria. Remember they said Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria and the uttermost part. Samaria was far away. It was a mixture of Gentiles and Jews. They were despised people. But they received the word of God. They got saved too. It said they sent Peter and John down there, that when they come down, they prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Spirit. They laid hands on them and they received the Holy Spirit too. So it wasn't as dramatic as the initial infilling and the outpouring because that came for the first bunch. And then after that, 
they would lay hands on people. And even today, we continue. Sometimes, you know, if God wants to fill you with the Holy Spirit, he might do it when you're lying on your bed or you wake up in the morning. That's what it happened to me. I woke up singing in tongues. You know, when I first got saved, because I came out of so many bad things, it was difficult for me. And people would lay hands on me and pray for me to be filled with the Holy Spirit because I needed that power to overcome. And they would lay hands on me and pray and pray and pray. And I thought, oh, God, what is wrong with me? It took about a month. Nothing happened. And I thought, what is wrong with me? And then one morning, it was actually January 26th, Australia Day. I woke up singing in tongues. The Holy Spirit filled me and I woke up just singing in tongues. And I was like, wow, this is awesome. <laughs> and so ever since then, I just love to pray and sing in tongues. But see, God will do it the way he wants to. Mostly it's when people lay hands upon you and that Holy Spirit that's in them is imparted and comes from heaven, bam. God is amazing. Okay, so the Holy Spirit is for everyone. And I wanted to do this as a last verse because this is um, kind of goes along with receiving. In Matthew 19, Jesus said this, everyone who's left houses or brothers or sisters or father or mother or wife or children or lands for my name's sake shall receive a hundredfold and inherit eternal life. What's the key words here? Everyone. Everyone. Everyone who leaves things that are a comfort zone or a security above and beyond the Lord. Everyone who leaves these things. You don't totally abandon, but you put God first. Everyone who puts God first and can leave these things which may have an attachment or even a hold. You can leave these things to put God first, then the blessing of the Lord will come upon you a hundredfold. Does that mean you get a hundred houses, hundred brothers, hundred wives or children? No, it doesn't mean that literally. It just means a hundredfold blessing. No matter what you would get from those things can never outweigh what God will bless you with. Not just hundredfold blessing, but in inheriting eternal life. When you inherit eternal life, that's what he was talking to them about, eternal life you shall receive when you believe the Lord. First thing is to believe, repent, receive. God has some amazing things for each and every one of us, but we need to be able to hear from the Holy Spirit. We need to be able to release the power of the Holy Spirit that is put in us. If you are born again and receive the Holy Spirit, then the power of God is already in you. Sometimes we wait for something to happen when God is waiting for us to initiate. He's waiting for us. The power is in there. Amen. Father, we just thank you for your awesome word. Lord, you said that you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. 
Lord, you say that whatever we give up, we don't lose, we will gain. In fact, the things that you have for us will be multiplied to us. Our security is in you. Our salvation is in you. Our hope is in you. And Lord, your power is in us. Lord, we just come to you afresh tonight to receive. Receive the power of the Holy Spirit, that fresh infilling, that fresh empowering. The promise to live the life that you want for us. To live right in a crooked world. To live and to stand and to speak the truth in this perverse generation. Lord, you came to empower us and you came to fill us with faith, to give us wisdom, to give us understanding, to give us gifts to be a blessing to others, to give us power to overcome temptation. Lord, whatever it is that we have need of, we believe you for it. Let's all stand right now. Let's all stand. If you want to, let's just put our hands out to the Lord and let's believe God for a fresh touch tonight. If you're not filled with the Holy Spirit, I want to pray with you after you can come out the front. But right now, let's just stand, lift your hands to the Lord if you want to. If you don't want to, that's okay. Father, I just pray a fresh touch, fresh power when the Holy Spirit comes. Come upon us, Lord, in a fresh new way. Fill us. Fill us. Lord, let there be the sound. Let there be the seeing. Let there be the experiencing of you. Let there be the empowering for what lies ahead. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit, full afresh. Fall afresh on us. Stir up those things within us, Lord, the gifts that you put there. Stir up fresh vision, fresh passion, fresh faith, fresh understanding, Lord, whatever we have need of. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Lord. Come, Holy Spirit. Thank you, my God. Fresh fire from heaven. Fresh breath of God. If you're filled with the Spirit, just pray in tongues of God. Stir up, stir up, stir up. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. If anyone would like prayer, I want you just to come forward. I want to lay hands on you. If you have not received the Holy Spirit, you want hands laid upon you, I want to pray that anointing to come, for those gifts to be stirred, for that faith to be released in the name of Jesus. For those who need to go, have an awesome week. God bless you.
those who are on prayer, just come and I will pray with you. Amen. God bless you online. Hallelujah.